can we not joke? And don't you know that comedians, this is what they do. They go up there and they start poking at people. Amy Schumer said stuff that night. You didn't see Nicole Kidman go up there and haul off on her. because Keith Urban was holding her back. <laughs> right. Well, guess who? It's Brian and Courtney coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I am a longtime mental health patient. Episode 95, Courtney. Ooh, we're getting close to cake. Awfully close to that century (laughs) mark. And we have plenty to talk about this week, even though it's about five days in the rear view as we record here. The whole flap about Will Smith and Chris Mm -hmm. Rock at the Academy Awards. And I think the area that we want to delve into this morning morning has to do with sensitivity, not just from Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith, Mm -hmm. but maybe society in general, because that seems to be the common theme here. Was Chris Rock not being sensitive by making that joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair? And by the way, he says he knew nothing of her alopecia. And I also heard, too, he did not write that joke. That was written on the fly by one of the staff writers. I've written for award shows. They keep you around there. And Mm -hmm. if they see something that's going on, They'll throw you a joke and you say yes or no and you go out there with it. So you want to talk about being put into a rough position and they get smacked besides. But was it insensitive for him to make that joke? Was Jada being overly sensitive? I don't think so. I don't think anyone is going to argue that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if Chris didn't know about the alopecia and that is understandably a sensitive subject. But what about Will Smith and his reaction Mm -hmm. and getting violent? I think many people would say that part of it was overly sensitive. Courtney, is this something that you deal with on a regular basis in the therapy office. I do because a lot of times people get triggered by things, not only things that are going on in their life, but also things that are happening in other places. And it's interesting. There's been a lot of people talking about how they got triggered from that incident Mm -hmm. because it brought up bullying. It brought up different things that they've been through. Just the violence, brazen attitude of watching Will Smith go up there and do that. But also, I'm not at all condoning what he did, but looking at there's issues with him and his sensitivity and Mm -hmm. like what happened to trigger him and all of these things. So yeah, in therapy, this is often what I deal with. Just the other day, I called a client back to talk to them about an upcoming appointment and they kind of delved into something that they were dealing with because they were triggered by another event that had happened. So this happens a lot where you have a sensitivity towards something and And when an event happens, it brings you into that place of escalated anxiety and depression. Or, at the very least, it gets you thinking and it can affect you. And this is what this incident has done. And speaking of that sensitivity related to this, as of Thursday, already 66 FCC complaints Mm -hmm. from people who saw it, who didn't appreciate the violence, who didn't appreciate the fact that their kids were watching it, to which Mm -hmm. I say, why are your kids up at 1030 watching this nonsense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably they were trying to watch Encanto because they sang. That came way earlier in the (laughs) show. That was already out of the way. I know. I didn't catch it. And I went to bed a little after nine and I was like, what? are they going to have, we don't talk about Bruno on because that's all little kids and it's already nine o'clock. When are they going to play that? I don't know when they did, but like you said, it was earlier. Hey parents, there's a little thing called the DVR as well. (laughs) If they were waiting up for something, (laughs) that's what we do. Another time. But you had people complaining in that way. And I think the underlying issue here, they were hammering it over everybody's head throughout the broadcast. How woke that show business Mm -hmm. community is. And this wokeness thing, there's a dividing line right down the middle. Mm -hmm. 
and it is driving people crazy. And one of the things that offended me, and I'm not easily offended, was as you and I were preparing for our radio show, because we constantly have to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. there was a contingent of people and critics who were going after Regina Hall, who was one of the three co-hosts, mm-hmm. and the bit that she did about trying to find a man and how that's sexist. I was offended because it went on way too long from a comedic perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian was upset because he didn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> but some people were saying that it rose to the level of Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. And I said, oh, people, are we really in this place right, now? And right. are we really in this area where we can't make fun of anything? Mm-hmm. If you're wondering why the ratings are so low for these shows, you're not giving people the opportunity to even be entertaining mm-hmm. anymore. And I think you do have to find that line within yourself and you also have to accept it from the rest of the world what is oversensitive mm-hmm. what is not being sensitive enough and how can i work around all of these landmines and how complicated this gets because now that we are in more of an accepting society of like let's talk about this more people have more opinions right so i feel like it's hard to find those lines because everybody has a different line one thing that might be offensive to me is not offensive to you and vice versa it's very interesting to me to watch people and they kind of dig in their heels about things. But trying to navigate all of this so we're not driving ourselves crazy every day. There's a certain amount of things that we need to accept and put to the side and move on or compartmentalize because it's getting to be that everything is causing a problem. And it's very stressful. Well, this speaks to perception because you said, well, now that we're a more accepting society, I think we're less accepting Mm. than we ever have been. I think, as you said, people are digging their heels in deeper, fighting certain things. And if they're not fighting it, it's, well, you're going to believe what I believe. And if you don't, then you're racist, a misogynist, Mm -hmm. you're this, you're that. Then there's the name calling. Social media making all of it worse, as we've said many times before. And in terms of people being a offended by things. Yeah, I think you have a right to be offended by violence on national television. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if Will Smith could take that one back, he of probably I think so. would, or at least <laughs> I hope that he would. But when it comes to the Regina Hall bit, my favorite line when it comes to being offended comes from Ricky Gervais and only if he had hosted. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. He probably would have gone out in a body bag I based on this He would have been hauled off, I think. But he always says, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. And what he's trying to say by saying that is, who are you to set the standard for the rest of the world in relation to what can be talked about, what can't, what can be joked about, and what can't? And I think we're really losing our way as a society in many directions because people are just so determined to have things their way and no one else's way. It's not about accepting anything. It's my way or the highway. And I guess that's the other flip side of it. And when I say accepting, I mean, we are able to talk about things we never talked about before, like especially with mental health, like doing a podcast like this, Mm -hmm. trying to normalize things. I feel like society is moving in certain ways, in certain directions Mm -hmm. to be more open about things that people deal with and their personal experiences. We talk about different communities of people who have had hardship and how we're trying to understand and have more of an open mind about things. But at the same time, like you're saying, you're right. If people are saying, well, you have to be open minded about this and this is the way you need to think about this, then you're not being accepting of people who don't believe that way. 
So it's a very difficult thing, but I think what it does is people who were silenced before are able to speak their truth, but now we have so much flooding in because we have all of these different places that people are not agreeing on. So there's a lot of strife in that as well. And I think part of the problem is when you tell somebody you have to accept this, they immediately go on the defensive. And that's Mm -hmm. what we need to explore here, the approach on all of these things and in terms of how we maybe slowly Mm -hmm. try to work people into this as opposed to trying to force a view on somebody. We evolve. I was just talking to a client about this yesterday. We were talking about how do you hold someone accountable? Now, again, there's a continuum and we've talked about this before, the Harvey Weinsteins and people like that who have done some horrible things to people. That's one extreme that, yes, they should be punished for that. But the person who does a tweet from 25 years ago that was appropriate and accepted at that time, yes, let's bring it up and let's talk about it and have a conversation and education about it, but let's not cancel them. And let's not hold them to the same standard Standard as Harvey Weinstein. And also as today, Mm -hmm. because we weren't there yet. So talking about this on a continuum, we need to understand and have educated conversations. There's many comedians who say, oh my gosh, like Eddie Murphy will say, I would never say now what I said 30 years ago, but we have evolved and we've changed and we've grown and let's appreciate that. But let's also not try to condemn everyone who's ever done anything, (laughs) said anything that might have been offensive 30 years ago. So it's an interesting conversation to have. If we can have the conversation, I guess that's the point of having a conversation about it rather than condemning people. And I will say good for Eddie Murphy for saying that because I went back somewhat recently and watched Delirious and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. I'm not easily offended no, by not. anything. But not at the, all. <laughs> <laughs> not you even got my a back on that. <laughs> yeah. But in the other direction, you also have this. And I don't blame him for saying this either. Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not touring college campuses anymore mm-hmm. because they don't have a sense of humor. Right. They can't laugh at anything. Mm-hmm. That's not an evolution to me. Right. The fact that we can't laugh at ourselves anymore and we're puffing our chests out, that's where you get the Will Smiths. That's mm-hmm. where you get the reactions that you don't want to have. Things that happen in the moment and people at each other's throats. Right. To watch it and especially to see what just happened. I didn't see it in real time. I thought, oh, it was just a joke or they just put on a little skit or something like that. But to see it and to see it over and over and over again, it is really impactful when you go, wow, it was just a joke. Can we not joke? And don't you know that comedians, this is what they do. They go up there and they start poking at people. Amy Schumer said stuff that night. You didn't see Nicole Kidman go up there and haul off on her. It's because Keith Urban was holding her back. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be uncomfortable moments where they say things because that's what they do. It kind of blows your mind to see something play out like that. But again, it goes to, if I had him, if I had Will come into my office and sit down and have a counseling session about this, we'd be talking about the things that are underneath that. Like what was the triggering point? What happened? How did he act so impulsively in that moment? This is what we get concerned about was when people have that sensitivity to the point where they act out like that, when they do something or to the point where it's really hurting them and like increasing their anxiety and their depression and causing them to not function well. And so that's the part too, if you find or if other people are finding that they're having all of these trigger points and high sensitivity to things, that is a place to seek some help. We can help with coping. We can help with exploring to get a better handle on this. Because a lot of people are walking around, Brian, really sensitive and upset all the time. And it's not good for their mental health. It's not good for their bodies. It's not good to hold on to all of that. And here's another potential obstacle and stumbling block, maybe for that person and other people. When you first heard about it because you were asleep when it happened, Mm -hmm. your knee jerk was, oh, well, it must have been a joke. And then you go and watch it and you're like, well, was it a joke or was it not? And Mm -hmm. you're trying to make that judgment. And I think what we're seeing more and more and more, because I had gone to bed because I 
found the broadcast to be insufferable and I'd had enough already. He couldn't already. take it anymore. And I'm a big FOMO guy. You know me. Yeah, and I try to stick it out, out with anything. Mm-hmm. No sooner did I go to bed, sure enough, knock, knock, knock on the door. My wife's like, you might want to come down and see this right now. And her knee jerk was yours. I don't know. Do you think this was faked? Yeah. And she knows how I operate because I've worked in show business for over 30 years now if you take both TV mm-hmm. and radio. And I know how the sausage is made. And I know a lot of times they are pulling a fast one on you and sometimes yeah. they'll do things just for ratings even though they may be lying to you in the process but we are in a world now too where people in general never mind my life experience they just don't trust anything anyone mm-hmm. the media the government their friends what they're seeing online mm-hmm. anything so they get angrier and angrier and i saw some polling on this the other day 58 percent of the country believes still that this incident was staged. And wow. you and I had to have that discussion the morning of mm-hmm. because I said I wouldn't put it past the Academy Awards. They have had such low ratings that they would try to pull a publicity stunt. I'm still skeptical about, oh, we read the wrong best movie. These are all things that get them mm-hmm. being talked about. Otherwise, unless something goes horribly wrong, nobody cares anymore. Right. So while I said to you, even in the moment, look, I'm 99% sure that that was wasn't staged based on what I saw, but am I going to tell you I'm 100% sure? No, I'm not going to because I've lived in that world. But then there are other people who just don't want to believe anything. Vaccinations, Will Smith's slap, Mm -hmm. what Biden has to say, what Trump has to say. This is where we are becoming less accepting, and this is where the problem is, and this is where it's the job of somebody like you to pull in all of these messes, Mm -hmm. put them into a nice, neat little box, and try to calm everybody down. Well, here's the thing too. Highly sensitive people, 20% of the population has more of a sensitive nervous system. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of people who they may call themselves empaths. They feel what other people are feeling. They get very overwhelmed. They get into a situation where they just feel like other people's emotions and problems are bombarding them. And so I talk to people a lot about having healthy limits and boundaries. But it's so interesting because they say HSP, highly sensitive people, it's the big umbrella. But it's so interesting to me that on the good thing, the people who are HSP, they feel things so deeply that they can connect with people really deeply as well. Everything's more vivid to them. But the theory is, is that they have more receptors to feeling things. Everything is more intense. So you take that and you think about that and you wonder, okay, well, some of the people who are having a lot of these reactions, are they highly sensitive people? Are they feeling it more than maybe other people may feel it? And this is one of the other reasons why they're not able to cope with it as well. Because I do see this. I see this all the time. And many of my clients have this where we talk about ways when you walk out of the house, kind of like when you talk about if you're going into a social situation, you have to prepare your mind. Mm -hmm. And I tell them you can visualize that you have a shield on, that you are protected or wrapped in bubble wrap type of thing. When you walk outside, that things will roll off of you, that you have a certain amount of time that you spend with certain people. You plan it all out so that you feel more protected and you don't feel as vulnerable because you're feeling so much. And it can lead to a lot of health issues because you're having that constant fight or flight going on and you have the stress hormones. So this is a serious thing. And this could be a component of what we're seeing in the world, like you said, of people who are highly sensitive. And you mentioned to me, for me, it's social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And we were having a discussion on our radio show earlier this morning, that person who invites you and says, hey, I want to hang out with you. And you go thinking it's just going to be the two of Mm -hmm. you. And suddenly Bob and Doris are there. You don't know Bob and (laughs) Doris. Bob and Doris. I'm sure they're wonderful people. 
will, but I'm not prepared for that as yeah. somebody who has social anxiety. So this is how you have to work around those kinds of things. And when it comes to an empath or empathy mm-hmm. on any level, as with all things, and I've said it many times in the past, it can be used for good yeah. or evil. And I hate to use the nerd reference, but it's like the force. Mm-hmm. Are you going to use it for good or are you going to go to the dark side? Mm-hmm. I say it about my quick moving brain. Mm-hmm. It's great for my career because I can rat-a-tat-tat come up with these quick comebacks. He does rat-a-tat and tat. I can't shut it off. <laughs> so sometimes it tortures me because I can't and maybe, hey, a drink will dull that for me. Or maybe when I can't shut it off and I am just obsessing about something that is bad for me and not productive, mm-hmm. I start going down a path that I don't want to travel. Right. So it is this balance of trying to find how to use your sensitivity for good right. and not so good. Because you have a sensitivity. You mm-hmm. really do. You hear things, you incorporate it. Boop, 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 boop. I say it's like this thing just comes out of his mouth. <laughs> it's almost like if you could see it, his brain said, boop, 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 boop. like Amanda said, you can see it in your eyes and the brain just clicks when he's got his out on something or something that he's clicking with for or like a, a phone call and a phone call and we're talking with someone and it's like boop, 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 boop. And then it just comes out of your mouth. <laughs> like, a, like an old school printer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But yes, you have to be careful of this because you do, you have a sensitivity in that way. Everything around you, you kind of pick up in that way. And it's really interesting working with people who are highly sensitive. This is the challenge of helping them to tolerate the world, right? Because the world is not going to stop. We have to learn how to deal with the world. We can't make the world be quiet. We have to learn how to take those quiet moments and we have to learn how to tolerate this stuff. And also, just like you do, you use what you have for good. And when it's not so good for you, you have to disengage and try other ways of coping. It's just like how we described marriage. Just find someone who can tolerate (laughs) you. you. (laughs) I know you want the storybook (laughs) romance thing, but in reality, it is about tolerance. And Mm -hmm. when you talk about my sensitivities and my quick moving brain, Mm -hmm. how do I use that for evil? How can I get into trouble? You do something to upset me? Believe Mm -hmm. me, I've got a line for you immediately. That's my Will Smith move. I'm never going to be violent, but I will tear you down and make you feel really bad about yourself really quickly. And I have to watch that, especially with my wife. She came in and did something rather (laughs) innocuous last night. I was having a bad day and I had said goodnight already and I had explained what was bothering me. And then as I'm getting ready to go to bed and she's still up, I walked past a room that she was in and then she came back in and she's like, well, weren't you going to say goodnight? I'm like, I just said goodnight to you. And then she said something that triggered me and then I said something horrible. Oh, no! And I felt terrible about it. No, look, but that's where I know I've already apologized a thousand times. And she said, too, you know what, though? I've been with you long enough. I should have known that that would trigger you. I've known the kind of day that you've Mm -hmm. had. And this is how we understand each other and tolerate each other and try not to push buttons and trigger each other because Mm -hmm. we know how to do it. And sometimes people who are in unhealthy relationships love to push those buttons, Oh yeah, love to trigger. And that's when, you know, if you're in one of those relationships, Relationships, not good. Fix it or get the hell no. out of there. Well, we're human. Of course, it's going to happen sometimes because mm-hmm. we live together. Not perfect. And, you know, we do if you prick me, do I not bleed, Courtney? <laughs> you do need some duct tape over that mouth sometimes. But <laughs> I'm going to tell Carla. Just <laughs> Every once in a while, Courtney said, you know, if like, Will Smith did it to you, I might be able to justify it. Uh, but you know what? Both of you went to mindfulness. You took a moment. You took a pause. You thought about it just like she had that insight. And she was like, you know what? I already know what your situation was by saying that it was something that was going to trigger an emotion in you. So you two were able to work it out. Going to that mindfulness, how am I feeling? What's happening here? 
Where is this happening? Name the emotion that's going on. But also, when people get triggered and they're feeling that sensitivity, I talk to them about RAIN, which is recognize what's happening, acknowledge the feeling that's going on, investigate, understand where it's coming from, and is for non-attachment or non-judgment. Understand where it comes from. Okay, this happened. I feel this way. I got triggered with my anxiety. And then allowing it to let go. So it's not something where we're going to push it down and ignore it, but we're also not going to sit in it all night and see where it takes us because we know it's going to take us into a place that's not feeling very well, but recognizing what you're feeling and where it's coming from when you feel triggered, when you feel that sensitivity. And some of this when we speak to the exchange that my wife and I had, let's apply that to the mm-hmm. Chris Rock, Will Smith situation. Ideally, it's about finding common ground. Right. And if this wasn't happening on national television, but let's just say hypothetically, it's Chris Rock, it's Will, mm-hmm. and it's Jada. Chris Rock makes the joke. And right away, Jada is upset. Mm -hmm. And Will should say to Chris, dude, how dare you do that? What are you doing? And then Chris would say, well, what do you mean? My wife has alopecia. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I Mm -hmm. never would have said that in a million years. Will you please forgive me? As opposed to what happened? Mm -hmm. An emotional reaction, a violent reaction, and the whole world blowing up over it all week long. Like we said too, it was that rock that's been thrown into the pond and the ripples. It feels like we're never going to get out from under this. And it was very interesting, just like you had said too, that you had read an article and it was funny because I was thinking the same thing. The dynamic when Will was initially laughing when he heard the joke and he looked over at his wife and there was an exchange there and now of course everybody's trying to find the camera. There was a camera there. They're trying to find the film because they want to know what the exchange was between the two of them and my theory was when I saw that I said he looked at her and saw how hurt she was and all the trauma she went through with losing her hair and how then she shaved her head and him saying that joke and it was very hurtful. But the other thing I was thinking was the old arguments that we all have, right? There's always an argument or two that we have over and over again as couples. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and this could be totally off base, but just watching it, I go, what if the argument was, you never defend me? Her argument with him, you let this one do this, or you never defend me, you never step up for me. And in that moment, I feel like if there was an exchange and he clicked with that and it triggered him, and that is why he went up there to do. Now, I could be totally wrong, and it doesn't justify what he did, but the way my brain is working watching them, I'm seeing a relationship dynamic. In in retrospect, I went to a similar place, and I said, what does it say about this relationship Mm -hmm. that he laughed at first, saw her reaction, and then reacted the way he did? My thought was, he was like, oh God, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to hear this. I better nip this in the bud right now. Because of the old argument. That's what I'm saying, because of that issue. And then what does it say about the relationship that Mm -hmm. he goes up there, and there is another camera Mm -hmm. angle now, he smacks Chris Mm -hmm. Rock and as he's walking back, she's clapping and laughing. laughing. What does that say Mm -hmm. about all of this? And you don't want to jump to conclusions, but as people who deal with mental health on a regular Mm -hmm. basis from different sides of the aisle, but we've both been involved in therapy, it's easy to make some leaps and be like, oh, you feel like you're putting a puzzle together here. And this is the thing that I do, because when I have someone come in and talk to me, it's not a Will Smith situation, but is it very similar? Of course it is. Mm -hmm. It's people who have gotten in trouble with the law, they acted out, they did something violently, or they did something impulsively in a moment because they were triggered. So to me, that's what I do. I say, okay, 
talk to me about this. I'm not here to judge you. Obviously, you did something wrong. You're trying to take responsibility. You're getting help for it. You have to work your way through the court system. But I'm here to try to figure out what was that trigger point? What can we do to slow that down? If you have an anger issue, if you need some ways of coping, that's what I'm here to do is to figure that out and dig a little deeper so that this doesn't happen again. Or if it starts to happen, you are aware and mindful and present so that you can change the behavior, that you don't do the behavior you're used to doing or that you did impulsively. So that's why I'm watching it going, oh, what's happening here? Well, you can't help it, really. I mean, we analyze all of these things. Mm -hmm. We're human. So it is a natural thing to do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you're going to dig in your heels and say, well, that's absolutely what it was. That's one thing. Right. And I don't know. But to me, it's fascinating. That's what I would be talking to him about. And I think one of the important things here is ideally when it comes to an exchange involving three people like Mm -hmm. that, you'd have three adults in the room. Right. Well, you'd better pray to God that there's at least one adult in the room. And I think as this has played out, Chris Rock has been the adult adult, in the room. If he didn't write that joke, he went out there completely clueless. Mm -hmm. That reaction came. Believe you me, this is a guy who's been dealing with hecklers his entire life. And if he wanted to eviscerate the two of them from the stage, Mm -hmm. he most certainly could have. And you could see that battle going on in his head as he was trying to collect his thoughts. And even Mm -hmm. at one moment he said, you know, I could. And then he stopped himself. And then he gets to Boston this week, right in our neck of the woods, Mm -hmm. and he starts doing shows and he says, how was your weekend? Makes light of it, (laughs) but then goes on to say, look, I'm still processing this. It's very dangerous. I say this all the time when people get me upset. Remember, I have a microphone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very dangerous to have that microphone and he could use that for evil if he really wanted to. He also could have pressed charges against Will Smith, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. want this to blow up any more than it already has. Now, Lord knows what he's going to do from here, Mm -hmm. but I give him a lot of credit for showing restraint to the extent that somebody was starting a bleep Will Smith chant last night at one of the shows and he said, no, 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 no. He shut it down immediately. Try to be Chris Rock. Try to be that adult mm-hmm. in the room, even if you're surrounded by quote unquote children. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? If you or if somebody you know is having trouble with this, like impulsively or feeling that sensitivity to things, this is what we can help people with in therapy. I mean, that is a big part of what we do is delving into that, especially if you're getting triggered to the point where it's interfering with your functioning or your quality of life, then it is really important to have those conversations and to just get in there and process it because maybe there's some old wounds. Sometimes as we get older, old wounds start coming up. It's interesting. I've had clients who they've been through trauma. They put it in a place and didn't think about it while they were raising kids and working and doing all sorts of stuff. Then they get into their 40s and 50s. Things are slowing down in their life. And I think our brain goes through and wants to piece things together and make sense of things that have happened in life. And sometimes things come up, things that trigger us. And they're coming from seemingly out of nowhere. And we thought we've already put them in a place. So this can happen. And this is why it's important to get some help around it too. You're opening up a filing cabinet that's been closed for quite some time. You're sifting through the folders and you're like, oh my God, what is this? Right. Exactly. And the other thing I want to say because I am standing up here for Chris Rock, I'm not going to defend what Will Smith did, but Mm -hmm. I think it's important and I said it in the moment because when this first happened, I found myself, my go-to was, I feel bad for all three of them right now. Mm -hmm. I've maybe changed my opinion a little bit as time has marched on and as I've had time to process Mm this. But I I say to myself, put yourself in Will Smith's chair. I'm at the Academy Awards. <laughs> 
Sorry. There's no way <laughs> that would ever happen. I'm seated next to my beautiful wife. A comedian comes up, makes a joke about her, and I look and I see a tear run down her mm. eye on national television. Emotionally, how am I going to feel yeah. in that moment? And how much am I going to be able to control that? Now, mm-hmm. I can tell you with 100% certainty I would not get violent. Right. But would I walk up to the stage and say something and potentially embarrass myself mm-hmm. and make a situation even worse? They say it many times in broadcasting, and especially radio. If something goes wrong, you feel like you want to explain it or do something to counteract it. What you're doing really is calling more attention to it. And maybe mm. sometimes it would just pass by and nobody would notice it. Well, now you're just pouring gasoline on the fire. Right. And you have to be cognizant and you have to ask yourself, if I do this, mm-hmm. am I going to make it better or am I going to make it worse? Mm-hmm. And I think Will Smith has learned mm-hmm. that reacting in the way that he did, he made it immeasurably worse right. for himself. Yeah, he was focused in on one element, of course, a very important with his wife, and he was focused on that. He wasn't thinking of all the implications around it and days and days of this, of talking about it and all of the controversy around it. But that is what impulsivity is. You're not in your wise mind. Wise mind is when you accept your emotion and you stop for a second and you look at all the possibilities of what you can do and what the consequences are. When we're impulsive, we just feel a feeling and we just do what that feeling is telling us to do. And that's what he did. There's so much stuff that I could unpack. The hypocrisy of Hollywood, Mm -hmm. giving a standing ovation to toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. when they've been hammering how woke they are over all of our heads. How Will Smith has handled multiple opportunities to apologize, goes up afterwards, accepts the award, apologizes Mm -hmm. to everybody but Chris Rock. Chris doesn't thank his wife during a seven minute speech after everything that happened. And in the aftermath of all of this, Chris Rock has made it very clear. No one has contacted me. Oh, the apology that you made on the internet. Yeah, all well and good, I suppose. But if you feel like you were quote unquote man enough to get up and defend your woman and hit another guy, Mm -hmm. can you be man enough to pick up a phone and say I was wrong and I'm sorry directly to this guy instead of everything having to be out there in the media or on Mm -hmm. social media or on the internet and everything else. And I think that's another problem with society right now. Social media and all of this technology was supposed to bring us closer together. And as I've said countless times on this podcast, I feel like it's tearing us apart and it's making us behave in ways that we never would have behaved otherwise. And sometimes we're doing things that we think are good enough that aren't nearly good Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. I guess we have to really try to focus in on how we make social media for the good. Like you said at the beginning, it's for the good or for the bad? For the good. (laughs) Here's how you do it for the good. Delete your goddamn account. (laughs) Come on, Brian. Well, then they wouldn't be able to contact us at Cat Country Mornings on all of those socials. And if they want to contact you, Courtney, I know you've blocked me on email, but what about for the rest of them? the rest of you, you can always contact me, wellness at wctk.com. We also have great resources on our website, catcountry.com, on the Wellness 411 page. So yes, come and see us online, too. Unless you're going to give us a www.slap.com. <laughs> We're all set on that. We mentioned the socials, of course, at Cat Country Mornings, individual pages, Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, Bedard sometimes, Brian with an I, Mulhern, H-E-R-N. Don't forget about telling your friends about the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can just Google it. You can get it on your smart device leave a review and just spread the word and spread the love unlike Will and Chris and all of this nightmare that's been Hopefully going on. Hopefully they will come together. Maybe there'll be a, like a big interview and the three of them will sit down and there'll be some love there and we'll see. And they'll say, you know, 
I felt like we were lost until we listened to episode 95 of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Maybe they all sit down and listen to us. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's send it to them. I'm afraid of Will Smith if he hears this. Security! All right, Courtney, thank you so much for everything you do as always. Thank you to all of you for listening to episode 95. Oh, we can't wait to see you again on episode 96, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. I want to talk about-